Hi there, I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel where we talk about conquering codependency God's way. You know, for years, I was unaware of my codependency struggle because it flew right under the radar of my confused Christianity and controlling tendencies to find love. But when God brought an awareness and an unraveling of codependency that would open my arms to real intimacy with Him, everything changed. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Don't expect an expert on this channel. I don't even have a seminary degree. But I am a woman that found freedom from codependency through God dependency. And now I'm passionate about sharing this with others. So join me as we discover truth, experience freedom, and live treasured. Today I want to talk to you about the biblical confidence to say no to say no specifically to people. Now, as codependents, um, we have a hard time saying no to people. And oftentimes we are tired. We're worn out and weary and we're tired because you and I are actually wired to take on responsibilities that God has given us. Uh, not necessarily what other people put on us, or what we are putting on ourselves that we think that we need to do. But uh, these forces inside of our life, that coping uh, mechanism of codependency, it sort of yanks us around and it steals our emotional energy, it steals our time and our focus. And on the outside, we can look like we're actually following God. We can be going to church, involved in many things. But on the inside, uh, we're tired uh, and worn out. And this is not just from uh, a schedule standpoint. This is also from an emotional standpoint. When we rescue and help others and we're carrying the weight uh, of other people's emotions. And so um, I, I want to talk to you uh, about this today. And specifically, I want to talk to you and give you some biblical confidence to say no. And I'm going to be teaching you from uh, Galatians chapter 6. Uh, you know that I always love to teach straight from the Word of God uh, because I believe that uh, God's uh, solution for codependency uh, is, is absolutely superior. So we're going to be in Galatians 6. But before we get into the meat uh, of the points that I have for today to give you that biblical confidence to say no, I want to give you a new perspective uh, on your yes. Um, and the seriousness of when you and I say yes to please other people, when we say yes because we're trying to do so much or trying to gain love. And that is this, uh, that I believe uh, that this is actually um, greed. Now, I know that's kind of hard to hear, but how many of you that have listened to my videos, listened to my podcasts, God gave you revelation when I showed you 
that codependency, that people pleasing was actually idolatry of man. It's almost like it gives you permission, right, to not put people first and to put God first. Well, the same is true for our schedules inside of our life, saying yes to people. And I want you to um, have this comparison in, in your head. Uh, so um, if, if a person is always saying yes to food, like if they went to this mega buffet and they just said, I want one of everything on the buffet, how would they feel at the end of that feast? Well, they would feel sick. They would feel discomfort. They would feel too full. Um, and that's because they said yes to everything and that God has designed our body with a limit, right, to, to what we can eat. Um, if think about finances, right? If you have a limited number of, of finances in, in the bank account, you know, God wants us to live within our means. That's a place of peace. That's a place of joy. But when we overspend, um, just like when we overeat, there's, a, there's that place where we step outside of God's bounds and we don't have um, joy. You know, uh, things like food, things like money. Money is not a bad word. Food is not a bad thing. Um, God designed food to be a blessing for us. But when we take too much of it, or when we spend too much, right? Then, then we put ourselves in a place where it's no longer a blessing. Well, if you're a codependent, you have a hard time saying no to people. And much like somebody, if you were walking down a buffet with somebody and they just like, they said, you know what? I need five plates because I need to put, say yes to everything. You would come alongside them and say, you know what? You're gonna get sick, right? You need to watch what you put on your plate. Um, or somebody that, that's overspending, um, uh, you would tell them, you know, go and talk to Dave Ramsey, right? And, and, and start to live here. That's going to be blessing uh, inside of your life. And, and let the money um, not be something that works against you, but for you. And let the food that you eat nourish you and, and find joy from eating. Um, but don't let it work against you for the codependent. Um, are saying yes to people and giving to people and serving to people, it is the same thing. And it comes from our hearts that are the, the little girls and the little boys within us that still want to be loved. And we say, look at me and let me help you because if I help you, then I'm valuable to you. And if I give to you and if I serve you, then you're going to like me, right? And if I please you and if I do for you, you're going to appreciate me, right? In fact, I can't tell you. <laughs> I've got a lot of stories in my past. When I would say yes to things and I would just go the extra mile and bend over backwards and then I would end up being resentful because I felt unappreciated. And whether or not that person needed to appreciate me or not, that's, that's neither here nor there. But what God showed me is that I didn't have control over that, but 
that I did have control over what I said yes and, and no to, and that there were many times that I was like a little girl just wanting to be loved. Love me, love me, pick me, pick me. I'll serve you. I'll help you, right? I'll buy gifts for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. I'll be perfect for you. And then you're going to love me, right? And, you know, that love feeling that we're looking for, that is like uh, a, a, a divine device that God has put inside of us so that we will find him. But in order to experience that, in order to experience true serving others and being inside of community, you have to understand God's limits in your life. And much like somebody that is potentially putting too much food on their plate or saying yes to everything and trying to grab, right? And there's lots of stories. Um, in fact, a friend of mine adopted somebody from Africa, and she was talking about how when they got home, the, the child would, would hide food and would kind of grab food. And, and that's because, you know, food was scarce. And if love was scarce in your background, don't be surprised if you find yourself trying to grab it by not being able to tell other people no. Now, that is kind of a hard truth to hear a little bit. Um, but for me, for me, understanding uh, that it, it is essentially going outside of God's care for me, which is really a place of greed. God, I know what I need to put on my schedule today. I know what I need to do. And if I see it that way, um, I can really sense from him, right? His, his divine uh, direction and, and be at a place of rest. Jesus says uh, that his yoke uh, is easy and his burden is light. And certainly when we serve God, there will be days that will be difficult and hard, but there will be a joy in the midst of it. It is when we are controlling and not being able to say no to people uh, that we get in that place, that we are worn out. Um, and so in this video, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, a teaching message straight from uh, Galatians chapter six, um, six things that you can begin to incorporate um, to give you that biblical confidence to say no. And the first thing is, is that as a codependent, we love to be the rescuer. Like it feels good to rescue people. And the first thing that I want to say is that while you can help someone, only Jesus can heal someone. And if you and I put ourselves in a place of Savior, right? That is when we are not going to have biblical confidence to say no. But when we understand that my role, if I'm helping somebody, is actually to lead them to God dependency, to lead them to Christ, that is the right path that I want to put them on because he truly is the only one uh, that can rescue and can uh, restore. And when we become a rescuer, 
Um, it can feel great, like if everything is going our way, and oftentimes we step out and rescue people because if we can be the helper and not be the one in need, there's a place of security uh, inside of that relationship, but there's also an emotional weight that we take on there that is not ours to carry. Um, Galatians, starting with chapter 1, Chapter 6, verse 1 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer who is overcome by sin, you sh who are godly, and I love the New Living, the New, um, the NIV translation says this, you who are led by the Spirit should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that uh, important. Now, inside of this passage, um, it, it says that we should gently lead somebody back on the right path. You know, the right path for every person is for them to find that God dependency and having somebody uh, attach themselves onto you and looking to you to be their rescuer uh, is will not only emotionally wear you out, it is not God's way. And part of the temptation that we can experience, it says there, be careful not to fall into the same temptation uh, yourself. And many people talk about there, well, if you're helping an alcoholic, don't become an alcoholic. Um, and I can certainly see in that passage where you would say that, but I think that the greatest temptation that we face when we help others is to take on a responsibility that is not ours. You know, it's codependence. Um, we are are just funny bunny sometimes, you know, and uh, we take on responsibilities that are not ours to take on. And we often love to make people responsible um, for um, uh, responsibilities that should be ours. And so um, we want to be careful that we don't step in the way of that position um, of rescuing. And so something that can give you biblical confidence to say no is to tell yourself, I can help someone, but only Jesus can heal someone. The next thing is don't get sidetracked by what you see. Don't get sidetracked by what you see. Verse four and five says this, pay attention to your own work. Do you know that God has given you a specific calling? He has given you a specific work to do. And that when we pay attention to that, it says this, then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to everyone else for we are each responsible for our own uh, conduct. Um, and the thing is, that verse starts out with pay attention to your own work. And so you must pay attention really to what you're paying attention to. Because something that will happen with codependence, especially with our good works that we do, not paying attention to the Father, to get our work, what God wants us to do, we can begin to see and get sidetracked 
especially I think this happens on social media. Sometimes when I get on social media, I get sidetracked because I look at what this person is doing or that person is doing. And, and, and so we get sidetracked because we start to covet and then we start to compare. And when that happens, we falsely believe that what I am doing is not enough, that my life is not enough. And the extraordinary, in the ordinary day of life, right? Like the love that you show your family, the, um, the smile that you gave to a friend, the one-on-one, -on -one, we don't see that anymore as a big, beautiful work of God. But as a codependent, oftentimes, you know, we are going after those three Ps, perfectionism, performance, and people-pleasing. And so the performance in us can make us feel like the work that we are doing is not good enough. And a lot of times, this talk on social media, find your purpose and live without limits and all those sorts of things, I so understand the heart behind it. But the reality is, <laughs> you will not, you might neglect the work in your own backyard because it's not sparkly enough, right? Or we're not getting loved enough. You know, as a mom, sometimes that's a thankless job, right? And so in our greed, we're comparing ourselves to others. We start to not concentrating on what God has given us. And then we're going out and we're grabbing in order to get. You get sidetracked by what I see. This happens to me if I spend a lot of time on social media and I can falsely believe that I'm not enough. And when this happens, I will not have biblical confidence to say no. All right. The next thing is, um, you know, codependents serve for love. We buy gifts for love. We please others, right? That, that is our mantra. We are jumping up all the time. Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yes, 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 right? We didn't even think about it because it has been the way that we have found to, to gain that love that, that our heart is, is craving. But the truth about it is is that only works prompted by the Holy Spirit will bear eternal fruit. So stop the I shoulds. I have a friend that says, stop shoulding all over yourself. <laughs> I should, I ought. Stop shoulding on yourself and stop pleasing others. You can have biblical confidence to say no to a good work that is not your God work because only works prompted by the Holy Spirit will bear eternal fruit. Galatians um, 6, 7 says, you'll always harvest what you plant. Those who live to satisfy their own sinful nature 
pleasing others will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit, those who live to please the Spirit, will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And the good that we need to be doing is, is watching where we sow and responding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit because only, only works prompted by the Holy Spirit will bear eternal fruit. And the next thing is this, prioritizing people is a biblical principle. I have limits in my life. And so I must love as God directs me. Prioritizing people is a biblical principle. Galatians 6.10 says this, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. All right, so it's not that we say, I'm going to help you and I'm not going to help you. But then it says, especially those in the family of faith. So right there, Paul is saying, do good to everybody, but prioritize your family of faith. And you have limits inside of your life. And God has given you people inside of your life to help. And seeking God for prioritizing your time is critical. What I now understand and what is a place of freedom is that when you have biblical confidence to say no because you've heard from your father, it gives freedom for you to walk with him and to let your energy and time be spent in a direction where God wants you to spend it. All right, my next point is this. And this actually comes from um, a sermon recently that I heard uh, from Lisa Turkhurst on boundaries, and it was so good. I'm going to put the link to that sermon in uh, the description for this message so you can watch it because it's fantastic. Uh, but in her sermon, she, this is a quote from her. She said, someone else's request is not my responsibility. Let that sit there for just like, I don't know, just let that seep into you for a while. Someone else's request is not my responsibility. Now in chapter six, verses 13 um, through 16, um, Paul is sort of ending his letter to the church of Galatians and, and he's, he's coming back to um, this, uh, this dilemma that they were in because there were people that were pushing the Gentile Christians to be circumcised. And, um, you know, they requested that they do it. And what Paul was saying is just because they've requested it doesn't mean that it's necessarily your responsibility to do. Now, can you just sit there for a minute and think about like how um, 
hard that would be. I mean, here, like you're a new Christian, you're a Gentile Christian, and these people who are Jewish Christians who have been doing the God thing a lot longer than you are telling you, you need to be circumcised, right? You need to do it. And the pressure, and you know, sometimes we can feel religious pressure that the truth from the Holy Spirit, where what God wants us to do, that it can get buried underneath religious rhetoric. And so many times inside of church, I think what happens to codependence is that we hear these sermons. We need to serve others. We need to love others. And you know what? All of that is biblically correct and true, but you must do it as prompted by the Holy Spirit. And a lot of women hear that. And I feel like a lot of these messages are, they're all good and well-hardened and they're all based on the truth, but you've got to sift all that through what is the Holy Spirit telling me to do and where is he telling me to serve? Because we can feel forced to take on a religious duty that maybe God isn't calling us to do. And it all goes down to motive. Why am I doing it? Am I doing it because these people I, I feel forced into doing this? Or am I doing it because the internal force of the Holy Spirit is leading me to do it? And that is that's the entire book of Galatians. And it's confusing because circumcision, it was a good work. And for codependency, it can get confusing. Like, is this a good work I should do? Is it not? I'm all confused now, Aline, because like, are you telling me, you know, and it comes down to the Holy Spirit. But just make sure, because these people that were requesting that they get circumcised, you know, I mean, they had some clout, right? The Jewish Christians, they have been following God for, you know, a, a long time, right? And so you're this new Gentile Christian and you might say, well, they know better than me. Or you come to church and you feel shame after hearing a sermon because you're not serving here, here, and there. And you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. And, you know, they're requesting but is it your responsibility? Well, it is your responsibility if it's something that God has called you to. But I think <laughs> so many women and men, we come to church and we're burnt out and we're worn out. And then we hear messages that we need to do more. And so instead of taking time to fill up on God's love, and then, yes, do things, do serve others, all of that, but let it be out of the overflow of love. We fall right back under the I shoulds, and we get weary and worn out. And what Paul says in those last uh, uh, verses, that the reason why they did this is because they wanted these Gentile Christians to follow them. And sometimes when somebody is asking you to do something, they may not have your best interest at heart. Now, it's not that Paul didn't want them to get circumcised, right? But if they got circumcised, he didn't want it to be 
right? Because this person asked them to, or because they were looking to get God's favor, he wanted that decision to come out of the overflow of the Holy Spirit's prompting on their life. And many times, if someone would make a request of me, and it was a good request, it was a godly request, but I had a no in my spirit, I did not have the biblical confidence to say no because to me, if it was a request, especially from a religious leader or someone, you know, then I had a responsibility to do it. I love what Lisa Turker said. And again, I'm going to um, put the link to that message below. Somebody else's request is not necessarily your responsibility. So what is our responsibility? It is Galatians 5.25 to let the Spirit uh, lead us in every area of our life with whom we serve, with how we serve, with how many we serve. When we let God lead us, we will never, ever, ever run dry. And in that way, we won't give up because our eyes have been looking up and letting God lead us one beautiful, bold, brave step of faith at a time.